Hello, everyone. Welcome to Vanish Chicagoland Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Costanis. Today's date is January 7th, 2022. Uh, this is episode 95, season four. And today I will talk about three things. Uh, number one will be the International Amphitheater in Chicago. Uh, also, Father and Son Pizzeria, also from Chicago. <laughs> and... Uh, Third and finally, I will talk about the Flying Turns roller coaster that was located in Riverview Park in Chicago. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Okay, right now the program will go into a commercial break. And this program is brought to you by Mousetrap, a board game from Ideal Toys. And this commercial is from 1975. So sit back and enjoy, everybody. Thank you. This is Mousetrap, a game in which building the trap is half the fun. You roll the dice, move your mice, build the trap. But could this thing really catch a mouse? Let's watch. The Mousetrap game. It's from Ideal. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed that uh, commercial for Mousetrap. Uh, I've had this game when I was growing up. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit of history of that. Uh, that was uh, created in 1963, um, but it was a little different uh, back then. And the one that most people remember was the one from 1975, in the mid-1970s, which I have, and it was re revised. And I remember it is like uh, like you saw in these old commercials, not commercials like old TV shows. Like uh, you had some contraptions, you know, like to set a trap. Used to see those in uh, like on those Wiley e. Coyote Roadrunner cartoons from Warner Brothers, <laughs> something like that. And uh, you know the and then so the object of the game is uh, you're trying to trap the mouse so he can begin. Uh, so you can collect all the the cheese pieces, the pieces of cheese. There were about six of them. So, um, so that's that was a fun game, and uh, it's still being made. But Ideal Toys uh, went out of business, so uh, Hasbro picked it up, and of course they're still around. And uh, so that was one of my favorite games. I, I liked it. I really do. And like I said before, I remember the uh, commercial very fondly. They used to show it on uh, WGN Channel 9, of course, on WFLD TV Channel 32 in Chicago. And uh, like during the afternoon, when I watched uh, my favorite TV programs right after school. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. All right. Uh, before I get started, uh, I received a, uh, a message from somebody and. They asked me, why don't you put like fancy music or like sound effects in your episodes. Well, I've thought about doing that, but you know, uh, this is, I think that's a bit much for me to do. Uh, I like to treat my podcast episodes like, like in the old days, like an old fashioned radio show, very quiet, sedate, uh, not very fancy, but uh, try to be clear. You know, sometimes I make mistakes and I apologize for that, but nothing, um, save the art, 
or you know just to do this to gain attraction because uh that was only one person that said that and i was and i responded and then uh, the person responded back and he says oh okay that makes sense keep it that way yeah please do and i said all right i intend to so uh maybe down the road i will like tweak few things but i really don't i'll just leave it as is you know i'll just it'll be me speaking you know and it's uh it feels very comforting you know and uh you know in the old days of radio for television uh there were radio programs and uh there was uh they did sound effects and all that like for example like with horses uh uh trotting you hear clop 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 they take like cups and all that and they would uh, make noise makers and all that but uh not here not my podcast so it'd be clear and uh it'll be just me be myself okay all right uh at the top of the show i just i will i mentioned i would talk about three things uh first off i'm going to talk about the international amphitheater in chicago and a lot of people still remember this place. Uh, they had a lot of venues, a lot of concerts, uh, conventions, um, some some types of uh, shows. So uh, I'm going to read off a few things. Uh, to, believe it or not, I have never went there. Never. Uh, I've never been invited to attend at an event. Or, but I knew what it was, and I remember the TV commercials. They used to show uh, this uh, arena, and it was an indoor arena, and it opened in 1934, located on 42nd Street, West 42nd Street, excuse me, and and Halsted and Halsted Street, in the Canaryville neighborhood, and it was adjacent to the Union Stockyards. And the Union Stockyards, uh, they closed in 1971, which uh, that's a very interesting topic. Maybe I'll discuss that in a later podcast episode because there's there's a lot of history in that place. You know, it's uh, it was a big employer, big, large employer in Chicago at one time. And uh, a lot there were a lot of workers there, a lot of families uh you know, their parents worked there, their grandparents, and uh, it was, uh, it brought a lot of uh, economy to the city. So, uh, but now it's no longer there. So it's gone. Okay. <clears throat> so it, uh, it opened in 1934, and in the arena seated 9,000 people. And, uh, the sports teams that were held, uh, believe it or not, in this uh, arena was, uh, I'm going to read off so you can, uh, some of them were like, uh, were very brief and some are not, they're, they're still playing. So we have the Ameri- Chicago American Gears, that was on a uh, National Bas- Basketball League, and it was from 1944 to uh, 47. And uh, they played at the International Amphitheater also. And there was another um, basketball team, the Chicago Packers. They played for one year. That was the NBA. Also, uh, the Chicago Majors, another basketball team. That's from the American Basketball League. So each of those played one season. 
And believe it or not, the Chicago Bulls played one season there, which I don't know why. At the time, they played at the Chicago Stadium. So uh, there must have been a reason. Maybe it was being renovated. Maybe it was uh, something happened. Something happened. I don't know. And then uh, next was the Chicago Cougars. They were a uh, hockey team. They played from 72 to 75. And uh, and also last was the Chicago Sting. And they were, it was a soccer team from 1974 to 1988, but they only played one season in 1976. Okay. And then um, also, they also had the national conventions there. They had, uh, let's see how many. They had one, two, five. Five of them. Uh, they had the they had two Republican and three Democrats. And uh, let's see, that started in 1952. Uh, that was the Republican convention. Uh, that was for Dwight D. Eisenhower and, for president and Richard M. Nixon for vice president. And then... Uh, the Democrat, believe it or not, the Democratic Convention of the same year, they had it at the same place. And uh, running for president was Adlai E. Stevenson and John J. Sparkman for vice president. Of course, they lost. Next, uh, in 1956, they uh, they had the Democratic, and Adlai Stevenson ran again for president. And Estes Kefauver, I think that's how you spell his name, they lost because Eisenhower won again. Next was 1960. It was the uh, Republican National Convention. And Richard M. Nixon ran for president. And Henry Cabot Lodge for vice president. Of course, they lost because John F. Kennedy won. And that was famous for their debate. And it happened in 1960. It was held at the uh, studio at CBS uh, WBM-TV at the old location, not where they are now. That was at McClure Court which is torn down. I believe it's gone. And the last one was the Democratic National Convention, and it was for Hubert H. Humphrey for president and Edward Muskie for vice president. And they lost, and Richard Nixon won. So, and also the Republican Convention in 1952, that was broadcast live on television for the first time. It was a political, and that was uh, really something. It really was. And the 1968 one was very uh, controversial and uh, very scary because there was a lot of anti-war protests. And it was, it, it was just nuts, just like in 2020. You know, it was crazy out there, but 2020 was worse to me. It was, you know, it was scary. And uh, I remember they had the protests at Grand Park right across the street from the Conrad Hilton Hotel where my father worked. And... Uh, you know, my father was working at the time, but he didn't understand or what was going on. Um, I think my mother explained or like his workers did. So that was right. And when my mother saw what going on in the news, you know, and uh, she was a little worried, you know, but they were outside. So the the hotel wasn't damaged or anything. They were, everything was fine. But, you know, Richard J. Daly was... Uh, yeah, Richard Dale was um, the mayor at the time. And he was uh, he was upset and very angry and yelling. I remember seeing it on news on news footage. So that was interesting. <laughs> oh, that was the, that 
like I said before, it was very interesting. Also, uh, at the Athens Theater, they had uh, concerts by legendary singers. Uh, Elvis Presley performed there in 1957. The Beatles performed twice in September September 5th, 1964. Uh, that was their famous year. They appeared on the Ed Sullivan in February. And uh, a lot of people, I meant, uh, I read a lot of comments from people then they attended it and, uh, or they were their parents to the, the Beatles. And they said it was a fun show. They, they put on, the fun thing about it is the Beatles mentioned this at the time that, you know, they were performing and you, and a lot of people came here, the music because of the girls screaming. <laughs> And that was their that was the biggest pet peeve that the Beatles have. You know, they want to, you know, they want their listen, they want their music heard, and they it didn't happen. So, and then they stopped touring around 1966, and uh, they tour, yeah, they toured at the internet, uh, they performed at the International Theater, and a lot of people know that their last performance was at Candlestick Park in San Francisco, so they never toured anymore. But they did perform in 1970 from that uh, from Let It Be the documentary, and uh, that's out of Netflix now. If you have that, and I haven't seen it yet, so I like to see it. Also, they had uh, like college basketball games, religious gatherings, trade shows. They also had circuses, uh, Ringling Brothers and Barnaby Circus. Yeah, their circuses there, you know, that was fun. I remember seeing the Christian commercials. I never attended a circus. I always wanted to do that. But, you know, they don't exist anymore because uh, time has changed. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, so so the uh, amphitheater closed and uh, it was torn down in 1999. I don't know what year it closed. So that's, and now it's uh, they tore it down and now it's an Aramark, Aramark, Uniform Service Plant. So that, that's good. It's not, an, it's not a vacant lot. So uh, that's great. So, um, you know, because it was sold in 1983 and uh, it was expensive to maintain it. And uh, it didn't draw a lot of crowd because I think a lot of venues and uh, concerts and events moved to Rosemont at the Rosemont Horizon, which is Allstate Arena. And other places, or like McCormick Place, or I think the Erie Crown Theater. So uh, that's a shame, you know. But people still remember; they loved that place. It was a very uh, a lot of people had a lot of memories. So uh, that's another uh, vanished Chicago land business. What poof? <laughs> okay. Next next thing coming up is. Father and Son Pizza. Now, I posted this two days ago. I found a menu on eBay. Uh, I've heard of this pizzeria. Well, it's on the north side, uh, but on the south side. So uh, there are other pizza places that I still miss, like, for example, Luigi's. And uh, Vito, it's across the street from Vito Nick's, which is still there. Thank goodness. Father and Son, uh, I found a menu from the 1960s. What's interesting about that, it's, uh, I was reading it, and uh, you compare the prices today, you know, back then to today. And um, they had the old-fashioned phone numbers, the telephone exchanges, and this one was Albany 2-2620. So it's A-L, like in, in caps, 
And, uh, and I'll give you a little history about that. Okay. And uh, the original Father's Son restaurant, it opened its doors at, uh, oh, I got to read the address again, at 3025 West Diversity. And uh, that's like on the corner of Diversity and Whipple in 1947. And it was, you know, a lot of, there weren't that many pizza places at the time. And uh, throughout the 50s, uh, uh, pizzerias uh, pop up everywhere and become very popular. popular and uh it just took off it really took off so that's that's good and uh so uh so got you know there was so much demand of that place so they moved to a larger location at 2475 north milwaukee avenue and they're both in the logan square neighborhood and then um then they opened a catering service in North in Northbrook, and uh, so anyway, uh, they they closed about three years ago, uh, the original place. And uh, let's see. So that, it was in it was in business for seventy two years, and uh, you know times have changed because uh, Logan Square became very gentrified and it became very expensive to maintain, and uh, they had no choice. And uh, and then in nineteen fifty three, there was a man. He his uh, his name was Marshall Bauer. He bought the business. And then, uh, and then he was the one who moved it to on um, the Milwaukee Avenue location. And uh, so, uh, believe it or not, the catering service is still there in Northbrook. But you know, I'm sure they make the same pizza, so that's that's good. So if you uh, want to have, have throw a party, they will do that for you. And uh, the menu is still there, you know. And uh, so let's see. And I was uh, reading the menu, which this was very interesting. And uh, let's see. Of course, they delivered, you know. And uh, let's see. I was reading the menu, and they had, uh, of course, the, the typical toppings for pizza: sauces, mushroom, pepper, onions, anchovies, uh, olive, or combo. And they also had shrimp pizza, which I didn't know. Also, they had the Italian dishes, spaghetti, mustacholi, or combined ravioli. I love ravioli. That's so good. And side orders, you know, salad, french fries, et cetera, et cetera, you know. Oh, and desserts, you know, they had spumoni and cannoli. Oh, I love that. My favorite Italian uh, dessert is tiramisu. I love that. Anyway, uh, I was reading more, and they had other... Uh, Think uh, items on the menu: chicken, uh, ribs, uh, frog legs. Oh boy! Uh, they also had seafood, shrimp, perch, halibut, uh, sandwiches, hamburgers. You know, so it was a variety of things. But I get a bit. Their pizza is the best. When I posted this menu on my Facebook page on Van Chicago Land, oh, it just it just took off. You know, people love it and they still miss it to this day. And they said it was one of the best places to eat. It was one of the best pizzas. It probably was. I wish it was still there because I like to try it. I really would. And it's a shame. It really is. It really is a shame. Anyway, uh, so the funny thing about this place, um, 
that uh you know that how you, and it's owned by Marcellos. Some people say Marcellos, but it's Italian. It's Marcellos. <laughs> you know, and that it was funny because you know they, uh, according to the website of Marcellos, they did about eight thousand to and ten thousand deliveries per week. That's a lot. That's a lot. I can't believe it's. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't like expand. You know, go into franchise. I guess not. So I, I'm glad they didn't. I really, I'm really glad they didn't do that. So if you're in the Northbrook area, you know, or if you have a party, give them a call at Marcellus, and uh, they will make your father and son pizza. Okay. Third thing I will talk about now is the flying turns, and I'll go very briefly on that. Uh, the flying turns roller coaster. It was a wooden roller coaster. And it was there. It uh, first built in 1933 at the World's, Chicago World's Fair. Excuse me. And uh, it was only there for a year. Then Riverview at the time was operating. Uh, that started in the early 1900s. Uh, they acquired it. And they brought it there. And uh, a lot of people loved it. They did like that roller coaster. Of course... The Bobs is their favorite at the uh, Riverview. And a lot of people mentioned that and uh, on my Facebook page and all other social media accounts. But uh, the Flying Trace was interesting. It was a very interesting ride. And uh, the ride was there until the when Riverview closed in 1967. Now, this ride, the Flying Trace, is still around. And they're in other parks. There's, there's an, one... It's at a amusement park. It's called Nobles Grove Amusement Park in, I can't pronounce this word, El- Ellisburg, Pennsylvania. Okay. And uh, so uh, that was, that's that been there. Uh, it's still there, believe it or not. It's still there. And um, so the I'll give you a little history about that park in, uh, in Pennsylvania. It's family-owned. It's open in has it's been open since 1926 and it is free admission. Nice, very nice. And it has uh, had 60 rides. It had three wooden roller coasters, three steel ones, and a carousel and a and a haunted house dark ride. Oh, that's scary for me. So, oh, here it is. It's uh, it, the name of the park, Knobel. That's how you pronounce it, you know. And uh, you know, I never knew about this uh, music park. It sounds very interesting. And uh, it's right near uh, the capital of Pennsylvania, right near Harrisburg. And uh, so this is all the the, ro- the roller coasters. So they had quite a few. Yeah, they had uh, six of them. And uh, let's see. Uh, some, there are a few, a uh, few that are operating, but some are closed. One was the high-speed ro- thrill roller coaster. I'm sorry, High Speed Thrill Coaster, closed in 2008. It was the Jetstar, closed in 92. The Phoenix, still operating. Whirlwind, closed in 2004. Twister, uh, uh, still there. Flying Turns, still operating. Uh, Cosmos Curves, still operating. Black Diamond, operating. And Impulse, 
Yeah, so they had, and they also had two carousels, you know, like great merry-go-rounds. That's very familiar to the ones at Riverview Park. And the the carousel, the one in Riverview Park, is in Six Flags in Atlanta, the original one. So if you're in Atlanta and you visit Six Flags, it's there. I would love to see that. I really would. You know, because that's part of Chicago history. <laughs> and they also had trains and all that. But, uh, you know, I'm getting off subject because this place is in Pennsylvania. It's not Chicago. Okay. So the flying turns was... Uh, People do remember it. I posted pictures of that on on my Facebook page. Also, I have a Facebook page called Chicago Chicago's Lost Amusement Parks, and I have that. Also, you can see on a video that I made a couple of years ago. You can see that, and uh, so I like discussing, you know, Review Park. They have so many rides, classic games, rides, you know. Like I mentioned before, the Bobs, still well-liked, still well-remembered, and uh, they all miss it. They really do. Okay. So that'll be all for today. Uh, I'm glad you can join me. Thank you for listening. And uh, I discussed uh, the International Amphitheater, Father and Son Pisa, and the Flying Turns Roller Coaster in Revere Park. Uh, I will do another podcast episode probably this weekend. Maybe. We'll see. And uh, I have five more to go till the episode 100. Uh, I'll, I'll think about what I should do for that special occasion. I'll give it some thought. It should be all fun. Okay. So this is Pete Costanas, episode 95, season four of Van Chicago and Stories, the podcast. And like I said before, thank you for listening. And here is Ray Rayner saying goodbye and bye-bye for me and everyone have a good day. And so here is a little traveling music from Ray Rayner. So long, everybody. We have to go. Bye-bye-bye. <laughs>